1: Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and I'm excited to bring you another episode absolutely free. This episode is one of many released every month, totaling over 80 episodes so far. Each one is meticulously digitally restored and stored in the cloud for your convenience, a process that incurs costs. To help cover these expenses, you might hear some advertisements throughout the episode. While we do retain the original commercials for historical authenticity, may also encounter modern ads, which help keep the lights on. If you prefer an ad-free experience, we offer a couple options. You can listen to the episodes on YouTube, where they don't include the audio ads, although YouTube may provide their own ads on their platform. Alternatively, you can also support us by becoming a patron on our Patreon page. For more information, go to otrwesterns.com slash donate. Again, otrwesterns.com slash donate. I do want to emphasize that we are committed to providing this content to you for free, but also we have to be transparent about the financial realities to bringing this to you. To those of you who are already supporting us, we extend our heartfelt thanks. Your contributions make it possible for us to continue doing what we love. And as a final note, I did want to mention one last thing. If you are paying for a service, let's say like Audible, and you're listening to this show on that site, they do not provide any financial or monetary means to this podcast. We provide it to them as a way for you to be able to listen, but they don't help us in any way. So again, thank you to everybody who's already supporting, and those of you who want to support us in the future, I deeply appreciate it. Now, let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be Gunsmoke. Original air date is December 15th, 1957, and the title is Ugly. Hope you enjoy. Enjoy.
4: John. Oh, Miss Russell. Good evening. Hello,
5: Chester.
6: Uh Oh, Oh, Miss Kitty.
5: Why are you sitting over here all by yourself?
6: Oh, it's my new boots. I just could not stand on my feet another minute. New boots? Yeah. Oh, they're mighty good looking, Chester. Yeah, but I'll be thankful when they feel as good as they look. Uh, here's your coffee, Chester. Oh my, I sure do thank you, Sam. Waiting on me hand and foot this way. <laughs> well, it ain't every day that you get new boots, Chester. It sure ain't fact. <laughs>
4: oh, look, the man at the door. What do you mean? Ah. good heavens. Did you see his face? Yeah, I did. Hey, you. He means you, Sam. Say, look, maybe I better go get Mr. Dillon. I want to talk to you. Well, I guess I... I better go see you, what do you want? Uh-huh. What is it, mister? Can I get some food here? The store is closed. You put it in this bag, I'll take it with me. Well,
7: uh, okay, okay, mister. Charlie, yeah? put put some bread
4: and meat and some ground coffee in this bag right away. Okay, Sam. The food will be right out, mister. Thank you. He just wanted something to eat, Kitty. I
5: know. Sam, I I can't bear to look at him.
7: Well, maybe he'll leave when Charlie brings him food.
5: I hope so, Sam. I really do. It'll be 35 cents, mister. Oh. Thank you. Yeah,
4: he, he's leaving now, Kitty.
5: Sam, I need a drink.
6: Oh, me too. I, I never seen nothing so frightful, ugly in all my life. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he come from, but I'll tell you boys one thing. That critter ain't you. You're in... Matt?
3: Uh, hello, Kitty. Uh, Sam?
5: Uh, sure. uh,
3: Kitty, It you... was a ghost. What's going, going on? on here? Or didn't Chester tell you? Tell me what? I haven't seen Chester.
5: A man was just in here, Matt. A man with a face was... Oh. horrible.
3: Well, there are some faces still here that won't take any prizes, you know? Oh, no, it's, it's no joke, Marshal. This
6: was worse than anything I ever seen. That's true, man.
3: what'd this fellow do?
6: Nothing. He just bought some food and left us all. Marshal Yeah. What is it, Frisbee? If you want some help to run that critter down, me and the boys are ready.
3: Now, wait just a minute. As I get it, an ugly man walked in here and bought some food and left. And that's all. He was more animal
6: than man, Marshal. Ask anybody. Now, hold it!
3: Now, we don't arrest people around here for the shape of their faces.
5: Matt, it wasn't a face. No,
6: it was all twisted and slick-looking, like tallow that had commenced to melt. You mark my words. You leave that critter run loose in this territory, and you'll have trouble. Mr.
4: Dillon...
6: Mr. Dillon. Yeah,
3: what is it, Chester?
6: That ugly-looking man, he's after Doc. What? Yes, sir, I seen him. There was a light in Doc's office, and that man was sneaking up, and when he seen me, he busted right in on Doc.
3: Well, Marshal... You stay out of this. All of you. I'll handle it. (laughs)
4: See what I mean, Doctor?
6: Yes. Just yes. tilt your head back a little more, Bruno. My my, my. that's unbelievable.
4: Doctor, <laughs> uh, you, you all right?
6: Well, of course I'm all right, man. Why wouldn't I be? Come in, come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, this is Bruno Thayer, Matt. Yeah. Matt Dillon's the marshal here.
4: How do you do, Marshal?
3: Uh, I'm glad to meet you there.
6: Uh, Bruno, you're going to have that pain no matter what. Mm.
4: I figured that, Doctor.
6: Uh, now, when it gets to bearing down, we'll use hot packs and hold hot salt water in your mouth.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: That's about all I can tell you.
4: You can just put your
6: shirt back on. Now.
4: How much do
6: I owe you, Doc? Oh, nothing. nothing. uh mm. When Bruno was sixteen, Matt, he tried to outrun a buffalo stampede and his horse fell.
4: Oh? Yeah. They run right over me, Marshal. Well I better get going.
6: Now, he's gonna take over the old Jenks farm,
4: Matt. Oh, that's all. So. I'm gonna try it. Uh how old are you now, Bruno? I guess I'm twenty six, Marshal. There's a year or two, I don't remember much about It's a miracle you lived at all. It was a bad bargain, Doc. Oh, no, and I don't say that. Doc, with a face like this, would you want to live? Would you, Marshal? My horse and my dog, the only ones don't care what I look like. I dog, but I'm not sure that I would want to live.
7: Now, just listen a minute, uh, if you will. I've got a little story to tell you. Well, it's not so little, it's sort of a tall tale.
0: It's a-
7: about the pride of Company 40. Mose was his name, a fireman and a legendary hero of firemen. They say old Mose had feet like East River barges. His beaver hat measured two feet from crown to brim. And his fireman's helmet was about the size of a pup tent. (laughs) Yes, Mose was big and he was strong. And in addition, he had the speed of a panther. Mose was always the first to reach the scene of a fire and it seemed that no rescue was impossible for him to execute. He could climb buildings using the windows for a ladder, jump over alleys like a cat, tear through walls with his bare fists, blow a path through smoke using his lungs like a bellows, and when he'd come across a small one-room fire, he'd close the doors and windows and inhale, and the fire would be smothered from lack of oxygen. Oh, he was quite a man, old and when Mose wasn't fighting fires, he was a terror of the east side toughies and the plug uglies. Mose just naturally didn't like bullies and lawbreakers, and he'd fight them singly or in groups of any size. If the occasion called for it, he'd rip a tree out of the ground and use it like a policeman's nightstick. <laughs> yes, sir, the lawless element gave old Mose a wide berth, you bet. But Mose was a bashful sort of feller. And when public admiration got too strong for him in New York and... Folks got to sending in false alarms just to see him, why, he just faded out of sight. Later, people in Illinois swore they saw him put out the Chicago Fire in 1871. And Californians credited him with countless rescues and the final smothering of the San Francisco Fire of 1906. Yes, sir, stories about old Moe's, the pride of Company 40, are easy to believe, aren't they? (laughs) Say Isn't it nice being citizens of a country where you can laugh and talk about things free as a breeze? And write and read and worship too. Yes, sir. Maybe you don't think about it much, but you should.
5: Warm sun, and cool air makes for a nice day, doesn't that?
3: Yeah, 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 it does. It sure does, Kitty.
5: What are you thinking so hard about?
3: What? Oh, uh Bruno Thayer, Kitty. Oh. Huh. Yeah, he's been out on the old Jenks place two weeks now. Maybe I ought to ride out there and see how he's doing. Why? Well, everybody else in Dodge has, judging by the number of wild stories going around. He murders travelers and buries them in his garden. He conjures up evil spirits, calls the coyotes to counsel with him in the middle of the night, all kinds of crazy stories like that.
5: Well, I'm not sure it's all crazy, man. Oh, Kitty, will you... Look, three different friends of mine swear they've ridden by and heard Bruno talking to something, but there was nothing there to talk to. Sure, there was. What?
3: His dog. Come on, let's get some dinner.
7: Uh, hurry up, Doc. Come on, hurry up.
6: I'm coming. Uh, what happened? It's Hazel Perkins. They found her out south of town, scared, half out of her
5: wits. Oh, oh, Doc, he was right over me.
6: Oh, uh, oh, all right, Hazel. All
5: right. Just calm down now. Uh, yeah.
6: right. Who was it, Miss Perkins? Was it that Bruno? Yes.
5: Yes, yes that's who it was.
6: Oh, no. She's no condition to talk now, Frisbee.
5: I ran, but he came after me and he chased me, Doc.
6: Oh, no. Doc, what are those dashes on her arm? Right? I don't know, yes, Anna. Looks like some animal clawed down. You mean some half-animal, don't you, Doc? Now, oh, Frisbee, you're a fool. Get out of the way. Come along, oh, Angel. Stop. Right at you. Fool, am I? Maybe I'm just fool enough to believe that the women folks ought to be protected. I say it's time something was done. I say we got to stop that ugly brute and stop him for good. Like they used to do in the old country.
4: Yeah, well, but how do, you, how do you mean, My
6: grandpappy knew. He told me when a hateful, unnatural monster like Bruno was found, they burned it. And they took what was left and drove an oak stake through it. Then they were safe. And not before.
4: Well, I never heard of that.
6: Seems to me the marshal... The marshal had his chance.
3: My chance to do what, Frisbee?
6: It was you who let that critter loose on us, marshal. What happened to Hazel Perkins is your fault. Hazel Perkins? When Bruno grabs her, marshal. She's all bit up and scared half to death. Where is she? She's up in Doc's office. What are you aiming to do, Marshal?
3: I'm aiming to find out what really happened, Frisbee. We've had about enough talk. We want action. Just one more word out of you, and I'll give you more action than you can handle. After I've talked to Hazel, if Bruno Thayer needs bringing in, I'll go get him, and I'll bring him in. But I'll do it without you or anybody else.
4: You better hurry. You sure better hurry, Marshall.
5: Stephen Foster came from Alabama, and Al Jolson was always alabama bound. Even though there was no particular validity to these claims, there was a definite sincerity behind them, for Bama has a sense of charm and hospitality unlike any other state. Maybe Stephen Foster didn't come from Alabama, but Helen Keller did, and so did a lone wolf train robber named Rube Burrow. And what if Jolson didn't go there? George Washington Carver did. And his experiments at Tuskegee brought international fame to him and the state. For all the deep radical changes experienced by the cotton state, some things never seem to change. Each spring, the fields and roadsides are carpeted with primroses. Green fields turn pale pink and roll wave-like in the wind. Alabama, like much of the South, seeks to combine 20th century industrial progress with the barn raisings and candy pulls of an earlier era. And what is more, Alabama succeeds. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hand me that bottle, will you, man? Yeah, sure
4: Just hold
6: still now, Hazel. Oh, Oh. Oh, that stings a little, doesn't it? But it's better than getting blood poisoning.
3: Now, Hazel, I know you're still upset, but uh, try to think clearly this time, huh? Now, just once more. Before you saw Bruno, what happened?
5: Oh, well, my, my horse shied and threw me.
3: And what did your horse shy
5: from? I don't know. But the next thing I remember is that hideous face bending over me. And then what? He grabbed me. And I felt his long nail sink into my arm.
6: This arm here where the scratches
3: start?
5: Well, yes, of course. And then? Well, then he uh, he began to laugh. To laugh? That's right. It was dreadful, just dreadful. I, I tried to fight him off, Marshal, but he was terrible strong. And...
6: Well, Hazel, why didn't Bruno laugh the last time?
5: Well, well, what do you mean, Dr. Adams?
6: Well, I mean that every time you tell this story, it, it gets better. You figure you're pretty important because you've been chased by Bruno Thayer. I think you're beginning to enjoy it. Enjoy yes, it? Yes, enjoy it. Sure, he's ugly, and perhaps you were shocked by his face, but you're not entitled to tell lies about him, to be sopped up by some of the fools in this town. Oh, Doc, I These scratches to... were made by a dog or a coyote or... Maybe a wolf, but not by a man. And the only reason that animal didn't kill you is because somebody killed it first. Bruno saved your life, didn't he?
5: Didn't he? Oh, yes. Yes, he did. The wolf that made my horse shy came after me, and Bruno killed it. But well, he scared me half to death, Doc, with that face, that, that horrible face. And, well, I, I didn't mean to. Marshal, Marshal.
3: Yeah, what is it, Sam? Frisbee and some others just left the Long Branch to get Bruno. I sent Chester after your horse. Oh, thanks, Sam. Now, they was talking wild, Marshal. They're going to kill him, sure.
5: Oh, kill him? Oh, I didn't realize, Marshal. I'm sorry.
3: It's not me you owe an apology to, Hazel.
5: Oh, Bruno, I I, I couldn't. But I'm sorry. I, I am sorry. I am sorry.
3: Well, that's what I'll tell him, Hazel, if I get there in time. There
6: he is. He ducked in his shack.
5: We've
6: got him trapped now, just like we wanted. We'll spread out and circle him. I'm going to go this Watch me. We'll close in on my signal. Yeah. Hold it, gentlemen. We're just saving you some trouble, Marshal.
3: What are you planning to do with that wood stake, Frisby?
6: I'm going to nail down a monster with it. That's what.
4: Frisbee,
3: don't you try to get up or I'll splinter this piece of oak across your skull. Now, the rest of you men, get back on your horses and don't stop in dodge city. If I see any one of you there again, I'll lock you up. Now, move! Chester. Yes, sir? You hold Frisbee right here. He makes a move, you kill him. Yes, sir. Bruno. Matt Dillon.
4: those men out there, huh? I saw them. You know that they were out here to get you, didn't you? I figured somebody'd be coming out here. That girl got pretty scared of me. But there wasn't anybody else around to help her. Aren't you even gonna defend yourself? I hadn't decided, Marshal. I saw what you did to them, though. I'm grateful. Grateful? For what? Well, for... For saving your life? Yeah. Yeah, for saving my life. It looks like you really wanted to live after all, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess it does.
3: Uh, Hazel Perkins has to tell you that she's
4: awful sorry for the way she acted. Oh? Yeah. Well, I'll see you. Bruno. Oh,
3: uh, here, here's a nice piece of oak wood for you. Make yourself a hat rack, huh? <laughs> I think you'll be having some friendly callers one of
4: these days. So long, Marshal. So long, Boo.
2: Join us again next week for another specially transcribed story on gun smoke. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.